I am feeling thick. Now, I've been on the road and kind of just jumping around and a whole bunch of things going on in my life. Just been out of sync since my trip to Portland for the Mount Hood climb. Went on that trip, did the climb, ate and ate a bunch of different pizzas, drank a bunch of beer, came back. There was about a week lull and then I was on a two and a half, three week road trip. And when you're on a road trip, you're eating crap food and you're doing a whole bunch of things that are just outside the norm. Like again, wasn't doing CrossFit like I usually do, was doing more bodybuilding stuff just because I was looking for gyms to go to. And CrossFit tends to get on the more expensive side, especially when you're dropping in every day. Now I was trying to eat and figure out how many calories I was consuming, which you should do if, if you're trying to maintain a certain body weight. But I wasn't paying attention really to how much I was burning. And this also is something that I realized in my last podcast episode when I was going over my whoop statistics. I'm sitting there and I'm scratching my head. I'm like, man, I, I really haven't been paying attention, but I saw my HRV was down. Well, dumbass, your weight's up. And that goes the whole thing that I'm talking about with cardiovascular health. You, you just see in the data, in the whoop data, how detrimental it is to have extra body weight. And I'm talking about body fat. When I was a younger man, all I cared about was getting bigger and being heavier. I don't know why. I was like, I got to be 200 pounds. got to be 200 sexies. You know, you got to be two something to do something. But <laughs> once I went through my last cut and got down to about 183 pounds, it's one of the videos that really took off on my channel and continues to do really well, which is about body fat scales. I was about 13% body fat thereabouts. Still wanted to go down, but for purposes of just building back muscle, I decided to go back in the, the other direction and beef up a little bit. And that's when I felt the best. I, I, I really believe that I should be like, I stepped on the scale this morning and I'm about, I'm about 211, 212. I really think I feel the best and I'm the best overall athlete I can be about 190. And you got to think about that weight. So Murph just happened and one of the things you do with Murph is you wear a 20-pound weight vest. I'm walking around with a 20-pound weight vest. We did, I, I just finished, I just got back, I just showered, just did this new CrossFit workout called Ingrid, and what it is is 10 rounds for time, three snatches at 135, followed by three bar-over burpees. The bar-over burpees gets really heavy when you are carrying an extra 20 pounds that you feel you should. So it just adds another level to workout. And it's just, for the most part, I believe some of it is going to be muscle. I, I think I did gain some strength, gained a lot of strength. I can see it in my legs. I can see it in my lifts. We did a deadlift workout, and I was pulling 405 for multiple reps for multiple rounds and felt fantastic. But a lot of it's going to be useless fat. Got to cut it down. Got to cut it down. And the one thing I've been focusing on as of late was a lot of my mental health, getting back into a rhythm of things. And I think I'm there. I think I'm about 100%. I feel great. I'm back to my happy-go-lucky self. Mentally, I just, I feel fine. So, no more excuses. And we'll talk about mental health and stuff that I'm doing and improving on in a future podcast episode. But this episode is going to be focused on weight loss, all the bullshit you can just cut out of your mind. 
and how to focus on it, how to be more disciplined and just what works and what doesn't. It's so simple. And I, I just want to put this out there because this is going to be the stuff that I'm doing. And a lot of things that I just want to share and what I've focused on in the past and all the other crap that I've done in the past too, that just, it's when it boils down to it and you really think about it, it's just absolute dog shit. It just doesn't make a lot of sense, but you see a lot of this crap peddled out there, pushed out there on social media and it just gives you a complete headache. It just, it doesn't work. People are just pretty much you're running in quicksand up a hill. That's it's just. Do it right the first time. I'm going to tell you, it's very simple. Let's talk about some things that I'm, I just want to share with you, like TikTok. What a complete waste of my time. Now, I started a TikTok because I wanted to improve viewership on the channel. I wanted to create some new content, some new clips that would drive traffic to YouTube. For, I don't get it. I don't know if it's my age. It, to me, it looks like Vine. I don't know why you know Vine died off, but TikTok's fine. Maybe it's the music aspect of it, and you got this, these music studios behind it, really pushing things. But oh God, I just sit there, and it's just before I know it, I've like 15 minutes of just complete crap, and I don't need to be doing that because mentally, we'll touch on like I, I got a lot that I'm doing right now. I've got anxiety and stress building up just because my move is coming up super quick, moving from South Florida, Austin. Not, not too bad. It's just general, probably just like the normal thing you would feel. It's like, God, I haven't even started packing. It's going to be coming quick, and then I'm just going to be living out of boxes. i got to drive. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of stuff. On top of that, i got my day job. The amount of work that I'm doing for my actual profession is starting to pick up. In the summer months, there's a lot of year ends for some tech companies coming up. So then you got to push some sales through and do a whole bunch of that stuff. On top of that, you know, really, really want to focus and be giving more content to the YouTube channel, something that I'm very passionate about that I love. And then on top of that, I added this other element of the podcast and the podcast to me is probably the most fun aspect of all of it. So it's, it's not really too stressful, like going for a workout popping on right now to discuss exactly what's going on and what I'm doing as far as like fat loss for this perfect example. doesn't really bother me. But another element that I have on my plate and that I've spent a lot of time learning is handling my own money in the stock market. A lot of stuff came about this year as far as the whole Wall Street bets, nonsense, GameStop, AMC, you know, you name it. And it put a lot of attention. Now, this is something that I tried years ago, like 2017, of how to handle my own money. And there's a lot of literature you can learn. I, I just, I, I always like to know what is going on. So, so, like, I invest things. Like, I've got a Roth. I've got a 401k. I've got monies being put away and handled by other people that I need for retirement. But I also want to understand what's going on in the stock market. I read a book called Flash Boys by Michael Lewis and then followed that up by reading the big short. And there's just a lot, there's a lot of money to be made. There really is. And Michael Burry, who was the Christian Bale character in the big short, if you watch the movie said something in the book where it's like, you know, if this could be taught in schools, it would be the number one class that people would want to learn. Like who wouldn't want to learn how to become a millionaire? It's not, but there's ways that other people can just teach themselves and learn. It's going to take some time. It's going to take years. 
but depending on how much time you put into it and how much dedication is how much you're going to get out of it. And I see these young millionaires, especially being in South Florida, you see like just a lot of money going around and some of it does come from people that are trading their own money. So I've been dedicating a lot of time to that and doing actually pretty well on my own. I mean, there's big losses, but then there's some big wins. You take, you take some losses on the chin and then you move forward and it's been really good. And then there's a whole, there's just layers and layers of how you can learn. So I spend my nights sitting down and I'm reading charts and learning and watching videos and all this stuff. So it's just one more thing I put on my plate. Now, I'm not saying I can't handle it. I'm just saying I, I just haven't come out with an efficient routine of how to time manage all of this. So that kind of adds the element of like the neglect that I put on my physical health because this has been more in my head. And I never half-ass anything. Like if... if if there's going to be anything I'm looking at, I'm going to give it the whole ass. Like, I, I want to dedicate the time to do it. So I'm trying to give myself pauses like that and kind of just give myself mind-numbing things which aren't TikTok. God, I got I to gotta, I have to delete that app or something or get someone to manage my social media so I just stay away from it because I'm not a big fan of social media to begin with. And that is just a time suck. And I got this algorithm. It's pretty much women, puppies, and tools. It's pretty much what come, comes through for me. But to kind of just give my brain a reset, I had also recently rewatched um, The Hobbit. And then I watched Lord of the Rings. And I tell you, my God. Like, I mean, Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Sorry if you don't care about this aspect of it. I just... The Hobbit was it was the smallest book by far, and they Hollywood wants to stretch it out three movies for the money. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's it's somewhat entertaining, but there's some scenes that are just too dragged out. And then you jump, which should be backwards in time. It you know it's kind of like watching Star, the Star Wars one through three, and then you see the leaps in the CGI. Then you go back and you watch episodes four through six, and you just know there's a like time gap. But to me, it's kind of backwards, like. There is a YouTube channel called Corridor Digital that is incredible to watch. It's a behind-the-scenes. It's VFX, uh, VFX artists react or break down what they're doing. And one of the things that they always point out, by the way, highly recommend that YouTube channel. It is awesome. One of the things they point out is how amazing practical effects are, meaning like the realistic models and everything else that gives this actual depth and feel to scenes. And because of the limitations, I believe, in CGI and what they needed to do for the Lord of the Rings series, they had to do a lot of practical things, which makes it so much better and way more incredible to watch. I know I went on like a side tangent there because <laughs> really in like my, my heart, like I, I love one of the things I did with content creation and I mentioned, I believe in my first podcast episode was that I did want to go to USC film school. I did want to do all this. I used to dabble in after effect, Adobe after effects and there's, I hope it's deleted. I hope it never comes to surface. Like I'd make like these dragon ball Z like uh, ball effects of just into nothing. I would make these like lightsaber videos just cause it was really cool to learn how to make these effects. So I, I get a huge kick and love when I watch that stuff. And then when I'm looking at anything, I'm like kind of seeing oh, how they cut this, the storytelling to see what translates to more into the content that I create. So that was kind of the mind numbing thing that I've been doing rewatching Lord of the Rings. And it, it, it's been, it's been great, but let's get back to fat loss. What works, what doesn't, 
and what I'm doing and what my plan of attack is. Let's admit one thing right off the bat. The fat loss aspect of it is not as fun as the beefing up part of it. You get to eat what you want, do what you want, drink what, drink what you want, and it's fun. You love it. Like, just, you know, eat pizza. You want to eat pizza? Eat pizza. If you want to drink that beer, drink the beer. You just live in this careless and free, undisciplined life. That's all fine to an extent because you got to put in the work and you got to earn it. Our, our bodies just aren't, we, we eat these like super like simple sugars and these simple carbs and we just put them in our body and they turn to complete crap, messes up you know, with our gut biome and we start craving these things because they're so simple for the body to break down and mentally you just, that's how you develop these like sugar cravings and everything else. So then you got to reset everything pretty much and there's a couple ways you can do it. You can do like pretty much cold turkey and do some sort of like cleanse or for me, I just kind of gradually just flip the switch and just say, hey, you know, I'm just not going to eat that crap anymore. So that's what I do. But in terms of fat loss, there is no magic. I don't know why people want to take these like fat burning pills. They want to see some miracle diet. Like if I do a juice cleanse, what kind of crap is that? Like, I'm sorry. At the, if you break it down, it'll put you in a caloric deficit. And that's exactly what you want. There is no, by the way, Black Rifle Coffee, oh, incredible. There is no magic. It is a caloric deficit. You have to burn more calories than you are putting in your body. That is it. There's no miracle diet. There's no pills. There's nothing. It is a caloric deficit. You want to lose fat. You got to be in a caloric deficit. You can't, you don't target things in your body. When you're in a caloric deficit, you're, there, there is like a detrimental effect to your body. You could lose muscle, you could lose fat. And that comes down to exactly paying attention to your macros and your energy levels and trying to figure out, you know, what you need to give your body the fuel to do things like if you're a runner or a CrossFit or just whatever, cyclist, doesn't matter. So you, 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 you know, keep track of your macros. What the other diets do when they come in to play, like something like keto, which is incredibly popular, or carnivore, which is, I've done all these diets. Like I did carnivore for like six months. I did keto for six months. Keto actually led into carnivore just because I was tired of eating so much fat. At the core of all these diets, juice cleanses, beach body crap, whatever, is a caloric and restrictive deficit. Intermittent fasting is another one. You got this small window. It's going to give you this minimal time frame to consume all these calories. And if you know you want to consume like 2,500 calories for your caloric deficit, 2,500 calories within like a six to eight hour window is going to be pretty tough. You're going to be pretty full. There are aspects of those diets that I've seen through clinical studies that have other medical effects unrelated to the, the fat loss aspect of it. So if you're venturing out into those like keto, then you got to understand, okay, you know, why am I doing this? Because at the basic, like for me, I eat the most carbs, seconds, most protein, and then try to minimize fat. For now I am at about, I was eating when I was bulking about 3,100 calories a day. There's like 310 carbs in there, like 210 
grams of protein and then you can calculate the rest as fat. And the way you do that is four calories per one gram of carbs or protein and then nine calories per one gram of fat. You can see there that you can have one gram of carbs and protein and still be under one gram of fat. But you need fat. Fat's good. Each of the macros definitely have a positive effect on your body. Just depends, you know, where they're coming from and what you're consuming. So, I mean, that's it. And I know that. And I've tried in the past where it's like, I want to build muscle, but I want to lose my fat. You got to cut and then you bulk and you kind of do this weird, like boomerang effect until you can get yourself into this beautiful, like place that, you, that you're wanting. So I bulked enough. I can tell you, I got to cut back down. I want to get back down to 190. And here's another thing. Patience, discipline, patience, discipline. You got to pay attention to how well you recover because people, people want shortcuts. They want, okay, okay. Put me in a caloric deficit. Okay. Then I'm just going to work out all day, every day. Keep burning, 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 burning. Your body is going to hate you for it. Your body's an engine just like anything else. And you really need to give it some time. You got to rev that thing back up. You know, just like a dormant car you're pulling out of like an antique car that you're pulling out of a garage get the dust off got to give it a tune-up got to do a whole bunch of things to it before you hit the track so i know for myself first week back at crossfit love it i'm getting back to the energy levels that i love but i need to make sure to keep the reins in and that i'm not going hot out the gate so that, that's what i'm doing taking my rest days, my active recovery days, working out when I plan to, and then just working in that aspect. Like, I, it would be great, like, maybe, like, it would be great, like, hey, I'm going to do 14 CrossFit classes next week. Jesus, like, you're, you're destroying your body. And then you get all other side effects of that, like inflammation and stuff. And then you can also, like, I see a lot of people get discouraged because then you injure yourself something's not working right. And then you just took, you know, two steps forward, 20 steps back. Don't do that to yourself. Speaking of that, of going hot out the gate, I always tell people this and I don't understand why people do things they don't like to do. Find something fun. Find a community of people, someone to like encourage you to exercise. Even I mean, if you're someone who sits on the couch all the time and you switch your life and you start playing golf every day, you're all of a sudden more active than you were. Now, I'm not saying that golf is going to be the end-all be-all of your fitness. Maybe walk the 18 holes if, if you want to add a little athletic element to it. But at least it gets you in the right direction. And it's something different and fun. Go paddleboard every day if, if that's something that's accessible to you. But if you don't like to run, don't freaking run. Like, I don't, like, why? I'm not the biggest fan of running. Now I get to a groove where I start enjoying running, which I'm going to be revving that back up in my workout regimen. But if you don't like it, don't do it. Find something fun. 
go take a jujitsu class. Go take a Muay Thai class. Go to a spin class. Get a Peloton. Pelotons are fun. Like I, I think they're great. Absolutely great. Not something that is worth having. I actually had one, but then I sold it just because it wasn't, for me, the price wasn't worth owning it from all the other stuff I do. But I mean, it's, I, I think they're amazing. I think they're a blast. I think the classes are fantastic. It makes you, it's, it's spinning at home because spin classes are freaking tough. Go to the park, play basketball. I'm just saying, like, there's all these things you can go do that are more fun that you don't have to do something that sucks. So, I mean, that's, that's it. Caloric deficit, do something fun. As far as all the crap that's on social media that I can't stand, I've said numerous times on this channel, I've listed, like, I got a background in biochemistry. There, you learn certain cell biology and like processes in the body, molecular biology of how things are taken up in the body and how they're processed. Some of the crap I see on social media just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like I see it and I, I have not practiced any sort of biology or chemistry in years and years and years, but there's still that knowledge base that I have that I use to help me sometimes to review in the channel. I mean, like these, again, like juice cleanse. Like it doesn't, there's a lot of stuff that just make a lot of sense. There are some resources that I want to share with you on Instagram. See, this is the good part about social media. I hate it and I love it because there's all these amazing free resources that just put content out there and are a pleasure to listen to. First of all, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. She's a great follow, constantly come out with stuff and studies of, what certain diets do, what certain foods do, like I'm drinking my black coffee. And it was found in a recent clinical study that she shared that it reduces DNA damage. Well, that's great because DNA damage can lead to cancerous effects. So drinking my black coffee. Oh, that's so good. Peter Atia, who is a physician slash endurance athlete slash longevity expert great follow ben green uh sorry ben greenfield another great follow i'll, I'll try to find in, in the description at least in the youtube video and then maybe in the uh, podcast description I'll, I'll try to put the handle the instagram handles that's another great follow lane norton bio lane i mean the man's got like this trumpian way of interacting with trolls because he, he sees it too, all the BS and this guy's got his PhD and I, I think it's a nutritional science. I'm, I'm sorry if that's incorrect. He's just a fantastic resource Be between all the yelling and everything else that he does. He, his goal is to correct the crap and get people on the right track because you don't want to be Again, running quicksand up a hill by doing the wrong thing, it just sets you back and it's just not sustainable. A lot of these stupid diets are just not sustainable. So there's Lane Norton. Oh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some other amazing resources. If, if I find any more or think of any more, definitely I'll, I'll share. But I love, I love, love the stuff that they put out because it's just no BS, straight to the point. Here's the studies. Here's the science. Here's what works. There's another person, Dom Diagostino. He's more of a keto guy, and he'll share his effects of like keto on his body. And he he has said numerous times that keto is not for everyone. 
even his wife. He said his wife works more on a higher carb diet. It's just this is how he functions. So he's a good resource if keto is something that you're interested in. Um, we're, we're talking about all about sustainable diets. Caloric deficit, again, is the common denominator of any fat loss. Just wanted to hop on and share that we all go through these ups and downs. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm overweight or, you know, wearing a t-shirt to the pool, but for me and my performance and what I want. So that's another thing, you know, what are you losing weight for performance, health reasons, whatever, like find your motive. I need to cut down my weight. And I know how I feel and how my energy levels are and how my heart, like my HRV shown by my whoop data is when I'm at a lower weight. So I got to cut back down. Just want everyone, you know, we, we all go through like these different journeys and stuff and just got to stay disciplined. Oh, Jocko Willink, I mean, ex-Navy SEAL, he, he always talks about seeing the donuts at a party and just resisting the enemy and all that. And like, you know, more of like a tongue-in-cheek kind of scenario but i mean it's hilarious that you know, we all go through it it's it's hard treats are delicious donuts are amazing anyway i appreciate you guys listening i'm gonna be keeping you up to date hope you're enjoying um the content make sure you're subscribing to everything liking everything appreciate the interaction reach out to me on socials or in the comments of anything else you want to see. And then in the next episode, going to be doing more of like a behind the scenes kind of thing on the shorts review and talk about like the other brands that I like. It's just that 10,000 shorts to me are all around the number one at this time. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one later.